leaders and the opinion makers and the media. Mean is in. Mean is the thing to be. Hello, everybody. We welcome you to Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album, and that was the voice of Maury Schwartz, who was a Maury of Tuesdays with Maury, upon which this podcast is based. And although that recording was made 27, 28 years ago now, it could not be more true. Mean-spiritedness is the thing to be. Mean is in. Just take a look around, and we're going to talk about what is causing our society to be so mean at every juncture of its interaction, from the highest levels down to the smallest interpersonal levels. Lisa Goitz, my friend and producer of the program, is alongside. She has nothing to say on this subject because she has never been mean. No, I'm not mean. <laughs> I can things be mean. Been, many things have been said about you, Lisa, but not that. <laughs> but not that I was mean. Well, not you either, you Mitch. You're not, you're not mean either. But, well, uh, I've had my moments. Uh, I, I'm impatient, and impatient can sometimes lead to sounding mean. Uh, but I try not to be, but I think we all have it. We have it, put it this way. We have it within us to be mean. And this is where I actually want to begin because a lot of people in a lot of positions and a lot of circumstances that you didn't used to think would be mean are now mean. And think about how we take it for granted, all right? Politicians, we can start at the top, we'll work our way down, right? Politicians used to be political. Politicians would say things and couch them, clever phrases, uh, a, a, a turn of the phrase that was a tiny little dig, you know, but, but obviously wasn't. We know that the decorum demanded that they don't just come right out and say, that guy's a pig. That guy shouldn't be this or that. Look at our leaders now. Look at our leaders now. Wait, what happened to the decorum of it? You know, what happened to the the... First, lead with your niceness. We don't lead yeah. with niceness anymore. We lead with our meanness. Now, that's at the highest level. Now, let's let's bring it down to uh, a little bit of a lower level. What about uh, customer service? Okay, think of the phrase, customer service. When you used to call to get customer service, you were expecting customer service, right? You were, how can I help you? What can I do for you? If you were calling because there's a problem with something, I'm sorry, what went wrong? We have so lost that, that we just presume now that when we buy something and it breaks, which it will too quickly, which it will, even though it shouldn't, but it will, we're going to end up on a three hour phone call with someone halfway around the world who doesn't know who we are doesn't really care, uh, and will get as snippy as you want to get. Have you ever tried to deal with people when you're calling airlines these days? If you can get anybody on the phone. It used to be when, when, when you used to fly in an airplane, it was, a, it was a big deal. Someone had enough money to travel on an airplane. If you called the airline, you could speak to somebody. They were happy to speak to you. How can we help you? Now you're, you feel like you're bothering them. Well, it's not just that either. That takes that goes all the way through the entire trip. But it's not just like, well, we'll talk about the customer service thing in a second. But like with airlines, if you try to get through, you can't talk to anybody. But when you get on planes, 
look at all the cranky people on airplanes. So the, the crankiness travels all the way down your whole trip. Well, right? we're going we're, right. we're to talk about that in a middle, in a, in a second, how, the, how this travels downhill, this meanness. But okay, so the people that you're dealing with are mean. Your bosses are mean. You know, bosses always used to be bosses. They could be difficult. They could be hard. I'm sure there were plenty of mean ones in the earlier days. But these days, even the ones that pretend to be nice are mean. They fire you through emails on Friday afternoon so that they have you you cleaned out, you know, and you're and you're marched out of the office without incident at five minutes to five, just so that they don't have to embarrass themselves. And then they code it with some kind of, well, we have a strategic plan. There's a there's an innate meanness to that type of thing where you don't care about the human beings at all. And you just say, well, you know, we have to serve the, the corporate entity. We'd have to serve the, our, our shareholders. You know, everyone wants to be nice to the shareholders. That's because they don't have to actually look at them. Yeah. So if this, they even, yeah. If they even tell you at all, like I've worked in offices where I see somebody five minutes ago and then we all go to, into a meeting and that person's not in the meeting. And we say, where's so-and-so? He's no longer with us. I'm not kidding. That's happened wow. before. Like wow. they literally let him go from when I saw this person in the office to when the meeting started. Wow. wow. No, no word about it. No clue about it. They weren't even going to tell us about it if we wouldn't have questioned where that person was in the meeting. Right. And, and what all this does is you started to point out there, Lisa. So the people on the plate are cranky. The customers coming in are cranky. The people driving into work who have to do the work are cranky and mean. The, 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 the lower levels of society, I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I mean the people with the least amount of money, the people with the least amount of power, the least amount of influence, feel like this sludge of meanness and hate has been running downhill and they're at the bottom and getting soaked in it. And what do they do? They react. Lest you think that this is something new in society, listen to Maury Schwartz in 1995 talking about this very same issue. The issue is when you have a corrupted, deteriorating society, the weakest members of it are going to get distressed. And more and more people will get distressed. And it gets more corrupted and more deteriorated. Mm -hmm. When you have a mean-minded, mean-spirited, cruel set of leaders running things, that filters down, and people will treat each other in that way. That's amazing because, yeah. like, I feel like um, anger just started, kind of. Like, I don't remember it ever being as bad as it is now. I, I think Maury's head would explode if he ever got to witness social media and some of the oh yeah just horrible yeah stuff that is said right on well a that brings that brings us to a to a to another level of meanness and that is the meanness that we are capable of when we don't have to face the victim and this is something that you correctly point out Lisa is a relatively new thing in society and has exploded and therefore taken meanness with it. When Maury was alive in 1995, you're right, there was no Facebook, there was no Instagram, there was no Twitter, there was no any of this stuff. 
that came over the course of the next 10 to 15 years. And it's been less than 25 years than we, that we've had this in our society. Can you believe that? But take, take a look now at, at what happens when anybody dares to post even something positive. I remember, oh, I remember when um, Hugh Jackman, who is, has been a friend of mine for a number of years, he posted something, I think it was during the George Floyd thing, uh, era, you know, that about, you know, um, shaking, maybe he was shaking a policeman's hand or something like that. Um, it was a, a totally positive image and he meant it, um, he meant it as a way of spreading sort of, uh, love, you know, and understanding. And yeah, here I found it. It was in J- June of 2020. Uh, he posted a police photo. It was a photo of a police officer hugging a black protester, all right? And Hugh Jackman posted it out with, a, with the word solidarity. Now, how on earth that becomes something that you want to get angry over is, is really kind of beyond me. But people did. They, they, they lambasted him. How dare you? Uh, you don't know this about the cops. This about BLM. This about. So we're we're even in a world where when you try to say something nice, people will come at you with meanness, and 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 so what happens? You are beaten into submission to saying nothing at all because you said the only way that nobody will attack me is if I don't speak on anything. Right. You know what? That happened to me a week or two ago. I was just scrolling online and there was this article on People Magazine about something I don't even really know about, but it was some movie based on some book. And the people in the post were complaining about the outfit that the actress was wearing in the movie, talking about how it's nothing that this character would normally wear if you read the book, how ugly she looked, how <laughs> how frumpy she looked. So I just chimed in and I said something like, you guys... Like, this is a fictional character in a movie. This is what you're going to be stirring yourselves up about? Like, why Why would you be so angry and mean about something like this, right? I just, because it was just, it was blowing my mind that people were like- And you got stuff. attacked. Oh, wait. Somebody went onto my Instagram page and said something like, oh, yeah, well, um, I guess it was really important to the world that you bought that pink bike that you just bought. I was like- they trolled my wow. page and I'm like, I said, yeah, you know what? I bought that pink bike because I just graduated from UCLA at 60 years old. That was my gift to myself and none of your business. <laughs> but, uh, but, but see, they were fact, just, you even had to answer them. I know, but they were like attacking me for trying to say, be nice. You know, all I was trying to say was just be nice. Right. Right. <laughs> and that so, what ha- so what happens? <laughs> the only people when everybody is screaming, yeah. The only people left are people who like the screaming and yes. the and the sensible uh, peacemaking type of people get shouted out, shouted down or skulk off into a corner. And our society is left with what? Meanness yes. versus meanness. Again, I asked Maury about what he thought was behind the meanness that he was seeing uh, 28 years ago. This is what he said. Unless... My psychology is absolutely cockeyed. I don't believe that these people are really internally 
satisfied with their life. And they do it out of a driving hatred for things or a driving power that they, keeps them a sense of being somebody. Whatever it is, it isn't a fully quiet, serene, functional ego that takes in the world and all its beauty and appreciates it and the people in it. They're always working at this meanness. And I'd say the only way to reach them is to be combat. Of course, if you try to fight with them, that only brings out their defenses. They'll be more of who they are. It's not very easy, however. Now, he said a mouthful there. There's a lot of wisdom in those sentences. First of all... That could be today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely could be today. Uh, when he says, I don't believe that these people are really internally satisfied with their life. Yeah, that gets like a duh. Uh, it, because, <laughs> because if you are satisfied with your life, if you are content, anger is not the default position of the human race. Mankind does not default to anger. There is no scientific evidence that says man was born to be mean or angry. We were born to survive. We were born to, you know, try to find water when we're thirsty, try to find food when we're hungry, to, to mate and procreate. These are the things that are naturally within us. But there's nothing naturally within us to be mean-spirited to one another. So where does that come from to make it look like we were born to be mean? This is a really big question, and, and it comes from a lack of satisfaction with how your life is going in its current state, because meanness is a reaction. It's not a natural state of affairs. You don't, you don't have a child who just wakes up mean. You don't have a baby who's born into the world who's mean. You don't have someone who's all alone who's mean. Meanness is a reaction to something that has happened to you. So I believe that where a lot of this is coming from is that people feel marginalized. They feel like they don't matter. They feel like they don't count. And so what do you do when you feel, what does a kid do when he feels he's being ignored? He screams loud so he gets attention. He breaks something so he gets attention. He does something bad just so that he gets attention, right? There's no logic to that. You say, why, why does that kid, if he wants our attention and he wants our love, why did he go over and smash something? Yeah. If he wants our love, why didn't he do something to make us love him? Well, apparently what he thought he was doing to make you love him didn't work. So he smashes something to get your attention. And yep. so it is with people today who it's not enough to be nice or good. Because what does nice or good get you? Nothing in today's society. Being nice and good and plain and, and a decent citizen is considered the most heinous crime of all in today's society. Boring. You're not yes. allowed to be boring. Okay. Okay. You can't be boring. Somebody famous once said, people will forgive you anything but boredom. People will forgive you uh -huh. anything but boredom. We live in that world today. A good, nice person just doing a nice average thing, you know, hi, how are you, gets no attention. But a person on an airplane who's screaming 
at, at, at the flight attendant and tell her what a jerk she is. You can't touch me or you're this. I'm going to get you fired or whatever. Everybody watches it. So oh, what yeah. does that subliminally tell you? Mean works. Like Maury said at the start of the program, mean is in. Mean is how I get attention. Mean is how I feel significant. And even if deep down you know that being mean is wrong, that yearning to count, that yearning to be part of something and, and be noticed leads you to the meanness. We'll be back with more Tuesday People right after this. Now, I'm going to take it back upstairs to the higher levels of our society here in the media. I've worked in the media, will be coming up on 40 years. I think I have a, a perch from which to observe it and a leg upon which to stand to say how it has changed. When I got into the newspaper business, which is where I began, the goal was not to be as mean as possible. It never entered your mind. The goal was to get to the bottom of things, be truthful, and, 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 and expose. Uh, if things were, were wrong, you were supposed to expose them and therefore contribute to society by telling the stories that were true. I had a... Uh, dean of the journalism school that I went to, who stood up in front of our class and said, in order to do this job that you're going to train for, you need to have a fire in the belly. And what he meant was a fire in the belly for justice, for truth. If you see people who are being taken advantage of, to do a story with compassion. If you see rules that are being broken, to do a story that, that, that does the work so that you can come out and say, see, I'm proving that it's going to be done. That's the fire in the belly. Today, I would suggest that people who are going into journalism, they have a fire in the belly, but it's a fire of spewing vitriol that they just want to come out swinging. They want to come out and go after whoever it is that they're going to write about, talk about, broadcast about. So I pulled up just before today's show, I pulled up foxnews.com and msnbc.com on the web. Just this is just in a given moment, all right? Top story in Fox News. Press secretary loses it when asked if White House cocaine belonged to Biden family. Another story about this uh, film Sound of Freedom, which is supposedly a, 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 I haven't seen it, a, a film about human trafficking. Human trafficking film Sound of Freedom trashed by liberal media outlets. Listen to the, um, the words used. words that are being yes. used in the headlines here. And they're also fanning the flames. Either like it's either correct news or it's not. It's false or true. We don't know. You know that's the thing. You don't even know anymore. Well, Do you know is, what I mean? Is, is <laughs> any of this really? Think about what these stories are. These are top stories. This isn't news. This is reaction. No, it's press. Well, and it's, press secretary loses it. Is that a story? Uh, right. 
liberal media outlets trash something? Is that a it's, story? Or is that opinion. a snowball that you take yes. and throw it in back in someone's face so that they can make a snowball and throw it at you? But okay. you know what? Right. Go on. Get to the other one that I have something okay, to say. Let's go over to MSNBC. Josh Hawley's, he's a Republican, Josh Hawley's horrifically misogynistic book signals a much bigger problem. That's a headline. Horrifically misogynistic. Well, at least there's a big word in there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Casey DeSantis is on image repair duty for her husband's flailing campaign. Uh, John Roberts, a Supreme Court justice, the, the head justice, ended the term with a paranoid lecture on criticism. Listen to the nature of these of these headlines. Um, how an embarrassingly public Marjorie Taylor Greene Bobert brawl exposed their latest MAGA lie. These are, let's show you how evil the other guy is. Let's show you how wrong the other side is. And we're we're righteous in our anger. And righteous anger is the worst type of anger. Righteous meanness is the worst type because it, w- it won't break down because people think that they're doing something important by doing it. So by being this mean, they go, well, I have every right to be mean because I'm right. And the other person says the same thing. I have a right to be mean and I'm right. And we need to destroy these other people. We need to destroy these other people. And there has never been a country, never been a country in the history of this world that has succeeded by half of it trying to destroy the other half. That is not how countries succeed. It doesn't work. Right. As a country. No. Well, we are we are eating ourselves, first of all. Um, and second, um, here's the deal with news these days. Because so many people have pulpits that aren't news people, people on Twitter, people on they don't you don't have to be a journalism, any a journalist anymore to spread news. That's in quotes. Okay, somebody can write something and say something that's so fiery and that's so off the wall that I feel like news outlets. I mean, except for like the New York Times or something like that, which I still think they. Uphold. Oh, no, no, you can't absolve don't, the don't, New don't. York Times. <laughs> New York Times is, is just as biased in its own educated way as as the Wall Street Journal is in its own educated way. You right, read them right. carefully, which I do every day, and you'll see very clearly they won't use the, they won't get down in the gutter with some of the language. But they will clearly have a point of view to the stories that they choose to tell or the op-eds that they choose to present. And it's the same thing for both sides. Yeah. But the fire, like this anger and stuff that comes mm-hmm. out in these things, I think that like the Fox News and, and MSNBC or whatever they're writing, they have to do that to keep up to get the eyes. Because if you don't talk like that, you're right. not going to get people to stop and look. Right. Sadly. And, that, and that's what I said before about you don't get noticed if you're being nice. You don't get noticed for doing a straight-ahead story about – you know, the gains and losses in education and some things that schools are doing right or whatever. But but do a story about about uh, school books in a library about LGBTQ and you'll get people from both sides screaming about it and you'll get people to watch you and click on you and all the rest of it. And we have gotten into where mean is a business. Now, when mean is a business and you you are very smart to point out media because we can't turn anywhere without it. And when media is driven by meanness because it gets you numbers, look at when when CNN uh, lost Donald Trump, when Donald Trump lost the, the election, their ratings went in the toilet 
because they spent the bulk of their time attacking Donald Trump. And it was very good for business. You know, uh, when 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 uh, uh, the Republicans lost or when Fox News rather lost Tucker Carlson, their ratings tanked. Now, they they lost, you know, ostensibly lost him because he said things that it wasn't appropriate and they were, you know, you know, his meanness was was misplaced or whatever. But look at their business model. They, they've lost a ton of money because he's gone. So yeah. meanness works. Criticism works. It sells. And when in a country that is saturated with media, when the product that they're selling is not news, it's anger. It's anger. Honestly, if you if you just watch these newscasts, they basically come at you from the approach of how angry can we make you? Watch us for 20 minutes and we'll have you ready to go kill somebody from the other side. Right. <laughs> and they both do that. And that is not the purpose of news. That's not the fire in the belly. And that is not going to help society. So, okay, we pointed out how meanness is a product, how meanness is a is a cloud that's over our entire society, how it is permeated all the way down to the lowest levels, how people expect meanness now. How do you fix it? All right. Well, how do we get out of this? How do we get out of this? Well, uh, again, of course, I spoke with Maury about that question. Here is some of what he had to say. It's obvious that people are yearning for something. They don't know what. It's obvious people want to tell their story. They want something to make them feel better about life. The thing they don't understand, I'm afraid, is you can't do it for yourself alone. The trouble with the whole business, it's a societal problem. Mm -hmm. It's not only an individual problem. Okay, let's dissect that. People are yearning for something they don't know what. Yes, that is absolutely true because only people who are this unhappy are this mean. And you're sure. unhappy because you don't have something that you want in your life. They want to tell their story. Did you hear that? It's obvious people want to tell their story. Everybody wants to be heard. They want to count. They, they want to matter. This is unfortunately why everybody counts, counts their value in life by how many Facebook friends they have or how many followers they have on Instagram. That's, that's that desire gone haywire. But people want to tell their story. They want to be heard. Okay, so how do you do that? Well, here's what Maury had to say. What you have to do is what I've suggested before. Form a community, a small community of your own, which is what I'm doing, right. so as to at least protect yourself in part against the terrible things happening in the rest of society. So what Maury suggested, and what he did as he was dying, is surround yourself with kind people. Surround yourself with people who are not motivated by meanness and shut out some of the rest of it. You can turn off the cable news. You can skip reading that political story for the day. There'll be another one tomorrow and another one tomorrow after that. You can hold your breath when you have to call the customer service line. I mean, just know, okay, you know, we're not going to, probably not going to go well. But you know what? Don't start from a negative attitude. Maybe make a joke. 
Make a little little opening line. Hey, how are you? How's it going today? I bet am I the hundredth person with a complaint today? Have you had a lot of complaints? Oh, uh, you know, the person may say, "No, I'm actually just getting started." So, oh, good. I'll try not to be too difficult for you. Okay, okay. A little bit of niceness, a little bit of kindness. How many? You know, we talk about flight attendants and mean flight attendants and things like that. You know, oh, they treat you so badly and you pay so much money. But how many times have you ever? When you've had, there's been a nice flight attendant. Have you ever called the flight attendant over and said, listen, I, I don't, I don't need anything. I just wanted to tell you, I think you're doing a really good job and you, you've created a nice atmosphere on the plane. And thank you for that. I do that do a you, lot. You with do? a lot of people good. all the time. Good for I you. I just, yeah, today uh, on, I like to do nice things for people. Like I went on, on uh, 4th of July, I was starving and Teddy was at a gig and I was on the couch. I'm like, I'm just going to go to Carl's Jr. and go get a veggie burger. So the kid was working there. It was all like all alone, him and a cook. And I felt so terrible. Right. And the guy in front of us was yelling because the kid got his order wrong. So I gave the kid $20. I said, can you take tips? And he said, I think so. I go here, here's $20. This is just for you for working on a holiday and for having to put up with people. Um, mm. Sorry, you have to go through that. All of it. You know what I mean? Mm. I wish you were home at a pool, um, yeah. but well, I always nice. try to be nice to people. Yeah. I had a, I had a similar experience earlier today, actually. Um, I'm, I'm actually broadcasting from, uh, uh, not, not from home, but from, I'm on vacation in a little town, uh, out in the mountains and I, my glasses broke. So you don't think you're going to find a glasses repair shop in a small little town. I mean, you know, but sure enough, there was a glasses shop and it just said, you know, sunglasses, glasses, eye exams and glasses fixed. So it is a small little shop in a small town. Uh, so I went in and I had my I said, hi, these are my glasses. You know, they're nice. OK, hang on. And they went in the back. And like six minutes later, it came out. My glasses were fixed. Nice. And she, said that, she said, that'll be fi that's five dollars. And, and uh, she said, you know, these <laughs> frames, people, they, they break all the time. People like, I said, I know, I, I never want to get another one like this again. It's a, the lens always pops out and I can't fix it or whatever. She goes, yeah, but some people love them. I said, she said, anyhow, it's $5. So I reached my pocket and I had, a, I had a $20 bill. So I said, can you break a 20? She said, yeah. So I gave it to her and she started to break. I said, you know what? Don't give me any money back. She said, well, why? I said, because I just want to say thank you for allowing me to have a problem that I was able to go to a human being and I was able to give it to them and they were able to fix it. And I didn't have to call anybody. I didn't have to go online. I didn't have to look anything up. I didn't have to use my phone or my computer. I didn't have to try to figure out what language they were speaking. See? I had a little problem. You fixed my little problem. I'm going home. I'm really happy. <laughs> Keep the 20. And she said, thank you. You know, and really, how often do you do that? And it would be a good thing to do that more. And if you make that part of your life, I guarantee you that even if they're not nice in return, you'll feel better about yourself. Because anger is a temperature. Anger boils mm -hmm. inside of you. You can feel anger. And when you're angry, your body reacts to it. You know, there's a physical price you pay for anger. You know, the, 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 the blood rushes and the nerves get on end and your, you know, uh, parasympathetic nervous system gets all out of whack and all kinds of things. You know, when you get angry, you, you, you breathe heavier, your heart races, and these are not good things. They don't make you feel good. So pick something that makes you feel better 
form a small community of people who are like-minded. Try to surround yourself with people and ask yourself at the end of the day, how much time did I spend today in meanness? Not necessarily giving it out, but listening to it. Experiencing bathing it, in it, yeah, bathing <laughs> in it, yeah, letting it rain on top of you. And if if you say the majority of my day was spent around meanness, you need to change your environment. You oh, need yes. to create a different. You know, you need an antidote. You need to get around kind people. Do something for somebody else. It's my, you know, you've heard me say it many times in the program. When in doubt, go out and do something for somebody who needs help because you'll always feel better about it that way. But if that's what you have to do. Or, you know, at the very least, or, or try to find people who are just genuinely nice and just hang around them a little bit and let that use it as a soap. Wash the yes. film <laughs> off. Wash the, the meanness off, you know, because well, it can my, get toxic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. like it's like poison sometime if you ever are around it too long, you know. Yeah. And um, try to remain optimistic with it. Maury did. I'll end with this this quote uh, from him when I asked him about, uh, I asked him about how do you become compassionate towards people? This was his answer. Well, how do you bring the compassion out in somebody? Oh, if I knew the answer. The only answer I have is to be compassionate toward them. So people are not only mean, and they're mean when they're threatened, and we feel threatened all of us feel threatened in this world, and so we feel threatened from the environment, we feel threatened from our leaders, we feel threatened from war, we feel threatened from the opposite side, we feel threatened from societal norms changing too fast, and it's no wonder we're reacting with meanness, but we are not cut from mean cloth, and we can be better, and it's our obligation to try to be. So we'll leave you with that. And hope you have a great week. We will return, as we always do, with uh, some more lessons from our old professor. Until we see you again, you can always check out wetuesdaypeople.com on the web. It has information about the podcast and old shows and discussion groups, etc. Lisa Goitsch produces the program, and we thank her for that immensely. Aww, Lisa never, thank Lisa you, never mean Goitsch. Uh, and <laughs> That's... Not entirely true. And until we get a chance to speak to you again, I'm Mitch Album saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday People.